What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Ramblers, let's get rambling. Episode 654 of my podcast, The Home Intelligent Rambling, right here on the Talk Show Network. I'm your host, Russell Hale, and we are one of the longest-running single-hosted pop culture podcasts in Ontario. Welcome to the show, and boy, do I got a big show for you today. As always, got a busy time here. I have so much stuff to talk about, and we're going to get down to it. Before we get on what's on today's show, and I've got lots of cool stuff to talk about, a little bit of news to kick off the show. At the time of this recording, um, I just want to go over a few things. First off and foremost, a few episodes, uh, in the previous episode, I mentioned to you guys about about the good friend of the show, Rebecca Housel, starting her own podcast, which is super cool. I encourage you guys to check it out if you want to know more about it. Look on my Twitter feed. I'll get my Twitter at the end of the show, and you can check it out there. And I talked about it in a previous episode. So that's cool. I was like... You know, when, when people I know start doing the things I love to do. So, so that happened. And then the topper to that, and I said, that, that brings me great, great joy to hear people do that. So not only, so, and between this show and last show, I heard that another person, actually people I know, are also starting a podcast. And this one is in the family. My sister, Sarah Jane, and her husband, Brent, that live way out on the East Coast. They used to be in Ontario, but that's a long story. But they, they moved out east with my mother and my niece and nephew. And they, since they moved to the East Coast, have started surfing. Yeah, surfing on the East Coast. Go figure. Not California, but out there. And I, I'd like to think maybe I inspired this, but maybe you're not going to take all credit for it. But they recently started uh, their own podcast. So cool. And it's called Carpe Diem, which if you know your Latin, you should know what that means. And it's done those two talking about their surfing experience. And the first episode is up. I don't know when they're going to be doing more. I don't know if I'm writing their schedule like I try to do in this particular program. But I encourage you to check it out. You know, give them their support. It, it's, you know, they're, they're fresh at it. So, you know, it's really cool to see family doing this now. So I, if you want to know where to find it, I will put a link to it. Uh, in the show notes, and I will also throw a Twitter on it as well. So I just want to mention that. I, I said to them I was going to mention it in the next show, and they said they're going to shout out to me, so here's, here's, we're just shouting out at each other, which is cool to do. So that's that. Also, in entertainment news, a lot has happened, Hule nole, since I last did a program. 
Well, you know, for months now, you know, or weeks, I guess, the the there's been a big rumor about what's going to happen with a lot of TV shows because Discovery uh, took over Warner Brothers. And there were a lot of shows, a lot of shows that I talk about on this very program that were kind of on the bubble, you know, and like, we don't know if they're going to get another season. And a lot of these are on CW because the new folks at Discovery Warner, they are cutting some costs, cutting the chaff. And, and there's a lot of shows that, uh, that I guess already got renewed prior to Discovery getting a chunk of Warner. So those shows, and those are shows like uh, Stargirl and um, I think there's a few others that, that they've already been renewed for the next season. So they've already been picked up. But of all these DC TV shows, there were two, 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 count them two shows that hadn't been renewed yet. And, and, and those two were this good old Batwam and herself, Batwoman, for season four, and Legends of Tomorrow for season eight. Both of those shows, you know, had, had not been picked up yet. And as at the time of this recording, it is official, ladies and gentlemen, the Batwoman experiment is over. It, it will join the Club of Infamy, uh, along with, um, along with, um, well, I didn't get as far as Star Trek Enterprise, and it is done at three. Boop! So it joins the club along with Sequest DSV. There you go. There's, there's fine company for you. And, and, and a few other shows that just gotta get past the third season. And and Legends of Tomorrow, you know, I I've yet to watch the both uh, season three of Batwoman and Legends and season seven of Legends of Tomorrow. I'm hoping that in the next few weeks, uh, Batwoman just wrapped up its third season, so that should be in video. I should get an announcement on that within next month or so. And so both of those releases should be heading home video within the next. I'm gonna guess two to three months. I should get about a month or two advance warning of when those shows are going to hit home video. So that's going to be it. And I guarantee you for both of those programs, they were probably expecting another season. So I'm guessing it's going to be a big old cliffhanger ending on both of those seasons that sadly will probably never get resolved. Maybe they'll get a movie like Serenity and Firefly, but it ain't looking good for those two shows. And and frankly, I <laughs> Batwoman is like a train wreck of a show. It it's like it's like the Catwoman movie. It's so bad, you just gotta check it out. So so look for that in the next coming months. I will hopefully get copies of those two shows and I'll give you what I think of how they ended and how bad of a cliffhanger either of those shows were. So that's coming up. Uh, so that is some news for you. I, I do want to get that off, off, off the bat. <laughs> this is like, yeah, I saw, I saw that coming. So that has been announced. I want to get that news right off the docket. So, <laughs> and, and, and so whether or not these other shows that have been renewed, whether Stargirl gets another season, whether, uh, you know, Shows like Doom Patrol, Titans, uh, all those kind of programs, whether they get an additional season after the next one they've been committed for, I don't know. All those ones, as far as I've heard, have been, they did get another season. Whether they get another season after that, I don't know. Like Superman and Lois, 
they're solid. Flash did get picked up. There's rumors, rumors, rumors that if they do get the ninth season and maybe shortened and they may cut it then. So, but I, I, I don't know. Uh, that that is yet to be determined. So we'll see what the fate of DC TV is in the coming you know coming weeks. The 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 I guess saving grace for a lot of those DC shows is now they're on HBO Max, <laughs> not in the CW. So I guess Supergirl got out when the going was good, and. Yeah, so that is the state uh, of, of a lot of stuff when it comes to TV. What is on this week's show? Well, we're going to go back in time to a little bit of history, in in in, but but still new releases. And I'm going to give you my digital review of the brand new release of Death on the Nile, directed and starring Kenneth Branagh as the Hercule Poirot, Agatha Christie's one of her famous detectives, and one of my mother's famous. Uh, she loves Hercule Poirot, so that's... Kind of near and dear to my heart when I watch and think of his. And, of course, this is the sequel to Murder on the Orient Express. So what I've done is I watch both of them, and I'll give you my get two-for-one when it comes to that review. Then we go from, you know, murder on travel to uh, to an, uh, to, a fa- to another kind of trip back into history or, or past worlds with the uh, blu-ray review of the king's daughter courtesy of universal home entertainment sorry Piers brosnan and narrated by uh julie andrews which is kind of cool to see that she's doing that so that is on the show let me go from the 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 fantasy world of a mermaid and ain't no ariel uh, to to another release from the great folks at Well Go USA Entertainment on Blu-ray this time. It is Spirit Walker, where a man is jumping bodies and trying to figure things out. And then we go from some bodies hitting the floor to that to the fourth and most recent series on Blu-ray, TV show Blu-ray. It is Yellowstone Season 4, courtesy of Paramount Home Entertainment, where we catch up with the Dutton clan and boy, there's a lot of stuff going on there. That is all on this episode of Ramble Russell. So I'm going to take a quick little musical interlude right after the first review of the show. A digital movie review for this episode is Death on the Nile, courtesy of Walt Disney Home Entertainment and 20th Century Studios Home Entertainment. Now, this movie is a sequel to the murder on the Orient Express and has really, this series has an interesting history, if you think about it, because the first one that came out in 2017, these are both directed and starring Kenneth Branagh, was pre-Disney's takeover of Fox. So (laughs) that was back when it was 20th Century Fox Studios. And and the the sequel, Death and Isle, is after the Fox merger. So it's kind of freaky to watch these movies back and back, and you see the opening, and one has the word Fox in him, and one don't. <laughs> and it's just, wow, how times have changed. Both movies, of course, revolve around Agatha Christie's character of Hugh Poirot, which has had so many adaptations over the years. Lord Mighty... And this is the latest iteration of the famous French detective. And, you know, it's been a long time. It's been like a hot minute 
since I watched any kind of murder mysteries, you know, because a lot of times just they're not as popular as they used to be. And sometimes you're just in a mood for a good whodunit. And, and then, you know, nice change of pace. Now, in Murder in the Orient Express, the, 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 the murder, if you will, <laughs> took place on a train. So you had that kind of closed-in quarters. It was like so many suspects, <laughs> you know, and who, who did it. And, and it was, you know, a nice mix of actors. And the, the supporting cast in the first movie, besides Kenneth Branagh of Hercule Poirot, you had Penelope, Penelope Cruz in that, in that, Judy Dench, William Defoe. Yeah, you know, we had a pretty good heavy cast in that first movie. So that was, you know, nice to see them doing like a murder mystery, if you will. And so in in the second one, it, it's 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 this time the murder most foul uh, happens on the Nile River, hence death on the Nile, and it's not just one body this time, and it it's it's different kind of mystery. You still see Hercule kind of figuring through things, and and the and yeah, the motivations and. The result of it is it, it's something, something I, I partly saw it, but then I partly didn't. <laughs> if that makes any sense whatsoever. And I love the music in these movies. It's very um, kind of old school Hollywood. Now, the first movie was direct. Yes. And it's and you can see the consistency that is directed and written <laughs> or directed and starring the same person. And I believe even the writers were the same. And I've always said, yep, I've always said, and why I've said Ramblers, if you're going to make a good sequel, what you need to do is have the same cast and crew, well, the same release crew and mostly cast from the first movie I made that one successful to make a second. Now, in, in Death on the Nile, again, an impressive cast list. Joining, joining um, Kenneth, you have Tom Bateman as Book, so he returns from the first movie. I, why? Bernard was going to watch just the second, and then I watched it, and there's this Book guy comes on. He's like, "Oh, you, you know, my buddy. Hey, hey, my buddy. I worked with you before." And like, okay, I have to watch first movie now because I don't understand the relationship. And I'm going to tell you, it does help watching the first one because of what happens in the second. <laughs> I don't want to give too much away, but yeah, it it it. It makes sense for what happens later. So besides him returning, I think he's the only returning cast member from the first movie. I uh, have Annette Benning in this. You have um, Russell Brand, which, you know, his acting goes, you know, here and there. Uh, but you also have, um, you also have Gail Gadot is in this as, as a, a, an actress. And that, that's cool. You know, I don't, I haven't seen her too much out outside of Wonder Woman. So it was neat to see her play an heiress, if you will, in this movie. And it's very much, you know, okay, murder happens. What's, you know, who's the murderer? What's their motivation for causing it? And, uh, you, you know, usual hints in that dropped along the way. And Hercule being Hercule. And the what's what sets these movies apart to the cinematography. There's some gorgeous shots uh, of this. Almost, I almost wish I could have watched it on my big nice new TV. Uh, but it, it's it's it really is stunning to to watch this. Absolutely, and and it's kind of one of these movies. If you like a good murder mystery, murder mystery movie, 
This is good. If you don't, if you want some big action fest and your body's flying everywhere and stuff like that, this this is not your movie. This is a strictly murder mystery. So you gotta really gotta be into it. And 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 know it's a slow burn. There's some action, but not like crazy action movie action. And it's, it's nice to see. And I thought that Browner really did a good job with her cute. In both movies, you get nice little glimpses into what made him the man that he is. And it's almost tragic in a way, but, you know, that's what's made him such a good detective. And, and yeah, it's nice to see a whodunit. <laughs> you know, the, the, the second one had almost a Ten Little Indians kind of feel to it. And if you know what I'm talking about, Murder Mysteries, then you'll get that reference. Now, this was only a digital copy. I did not get any, see any extras. I cannot comment on packaging. It is what it is. But, you know, if, if you're like, if you feel like just in a mood in, in for a nice murder mystery with some really high-end actors in this, yeah, definitely out for you if, if you're, you know, if you don't mind a little bit of a slow burn and some good character development kind of acting and some gorgeous scenery uh, from where they shot. I don't think a lot of it was shot in the soundstage. I don't think so then it's worth checking out. I'm really curious to see where they go for another movie because there was a lot of Hercule Poirot stories, so there's lots more things to do. It's just a matter of, you know, is, is it still going to be there for the audience? But we're all a nice, a nice, nice, you know, side trip down the Nile with murder on the menu. So that is my take of Death on the Nile, a digital copy. Courtesy of the great folks at Walt Disney Home Entertainment and 20th Century Studios Home Entertainment.
My Blu-ray movie review for this episode is Spirit Walker, courtesy of Well Go USA Entertainment. <laughs> now, this is another kind of action movie from Korea. I don't know what it is, but the, the, I get a lot of movies, action movies from Korea when it comes to Well Go, and I, I don't mind it. <laughs> now, I'm going to tell you, this movie right off the bat, it, it is, there's nothing, it's, if you want to really, unless you speak Korean, uh, then you have to watch the movie in subtitles. And I don't mind that. I, for, for just for fun, tried to listen to, watch the movie with the English dub on it. And Lordy, those dubs are just... Like, this is one part in the beginning where, where the main character is in a police station because of what happened. And then there's a female cop interviewing him. And the <laughs> English voice they chose is like... Yeesh. And, and and the Korean one is far better. So I'd rather listen to the actual real actors doing lines than a really bad overdub. <laughs> so keep that in mind. Those, the, the plot of the movie is really, really unique, and it's very quantum leapish in a way. <laughs> I'll tell you what I mean by that. The movie star the, the actor is, is and, and excuse my pronunciations if I say these wrong, but I don't, you know, need a lot of Korean people. Uh, the main uh, main hero character is the character of Kang Yan, played by Jung Kyo Seng, and 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 the kind of love interest is the character of Moon Jinga, played by Ji Yong Lim, and and when, when the movie opens up, you have this main character. He kind of wakes up. He's lying beside a car. He's all bloodied, and he has no idea what's going on. And as the, the course of the movie goes on, he realizes that he is switching bodies every 12 hours. So it's like his mind in somebody else's body. And it happens every 12 hours. And so throughout the whole movie, he's trying to find out, why is this happening to me? Why, who are these people I'm switching into? How does it all tie together? So that's kind of the plot of the movie. Along the way, you have a character who's kind of, I guess, like... Uh, a street person who's kind of the the comedic relief uh, when it when it comes to this movie. As as of most Korean action movies, there's a lot of like a lot of punching, a lot of shooting, a lot of good action in this movie. And the plot is is you know it it it's very and why I say it's quantum leap because every time he looks in the mirror, and I half expected to hear the quantum leap sound effect. If if I had it, you would have heard that. Now, but you know, I don't have that kind of budget. Uh, but he looks in the mirror, he sees the face of the body he's inhabiting. And when these people, when he leaves them, they're like, What the heck just happened? Why am I here? And it's 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 a very fast paced moving picture. And I like the premise, you know, it, it's not often you get to see that. They're like, Oh, okay, here it goes. And so that is that is the 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 premise of this movie. It's very much kind of he's jumping around and he's trying to figure out who he is and why this is happening. For um for bonus features, English language is a bonus feature for all I said, all those people who don't speak Korean. Uh or don't want to listen to listen, you know, or you want to hear an English job. But I'm gonna tell you, Ramblers, like I said, you know, choose choose. Choose the Korean one because boy, the dubs. And then you get behind the scenes featurette, an action trailer, and then this regular trailer. 
Not a big, not a big featurette. It's very short. Just them basically discussing the role. Not really. It's kind of like talking heads. You really don't have any like, oh, this is how we shot this. This is how we did the mirror effect. So it's a little. It's nice that it's there, but a little more meat in the bones would have been nice. Uh, it, it, it's, you know, quotes, because I love reading quotes. Impressive action by the Asian movie Pulse. And Fast Pace from the Get-Go by Easter, easternkicks.com. To the most part, there's a little bit of a slow burn to start. Not too bad, but once he starts running and gunning, man, he's running and gunning, and that's what really makes this an action movie. So that is my take of Spirit Walker on Blu-ray. Courtesy of the great folks at Well Go USA Entertainment.
second Blu-ray movie review for this episode is The King's Daughter, courtesy of Universal Home Entertainment. It's the latest fantasy movie, if you will, starring good old Pierce Brosnan and William Hurt, who doesn't do a lot of movies, and the narration of Julie Andrews, which is kind of cool to see her narrating stuff still. This is a, a typical kind of fantasy adventure. You know, it's it's... It's, it's set in Versailles, way back uh, in the time of King Louis the Fourteenth, who is is this huge monarch, and he craves immortality. And at the start of this movie, he has he has you know for years sent away his daughter to a convent to live. Uh, Marie Joseph, played by Kea Scodelario, and you're thinking, wait a minute. I've seen this chicky before, and I'll get into that in just a moment. So, so he he this, this king is huge into immortality. He wants to live forever. And he discovers through you know ancient writings that mermaids have this power that have this. Well, he wants to take a mermaid, kind of on on the vice of his, do his doctor, kind of and use parts of it to kind of give him immortality. So he actually goes out and sends his, his hunky sea captain. <laughs> yeah, that's not his name in the movie, but that's what I'm calling him to, to go capture this, um, this mermaid and kind of bring it back so he can pretty much gut it and use that to live longer. That sounds cruel, but this, this is what the movie is. So, and, and he has to do it like at the celebration of the moon. And at the same as that, he, he 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 brings his daughter back from the convent to live with her. So we have those two things. And his daughter, coincidentally, has always liked to be in the ocean. Huzzah! What a coincidence. So she comes back, and and you have this whole... And then, you know, she meets the hunky sea captain. And, of course, there's chemistry there. And so the movie is, is her trying to fit in with the royal court. She has this... Handmaiden, I guess, if you will, kind of... Yeah, I guess it is a handmaiden. Played by Crystal Clark, who's kind of her confidant, if you will. And and so the movie is... And, of course, uh, uh, the the king's daughter makes friends with the mermaid, and then you have the whole complication there, and will the king really kill it just to live longer? And that's the whole conflict of the show. Now, I'm going to say of this movie... Scenery-wise, costume-wise, holy moly, really good. Like the, the the kind of old costumes of the time looks really good. Some of the dresses are gorgeous. Some of the outfits of the men look just fancy, and and that's done really well. And I believe they even shot it in France, so that's cool. And so you have that. So it's very historical. Now I'm gonna say, and I've said this about a few movies here and there. Maybe I'm not the target audience for this movie because it was clearly aimed uh, as as young young girls because because the, the heads of Sea Captain boy it's like you know he could be in a Fabio cover and so <laughs> so I you know not the target audience now. That being said, uh, the I said the visuals the the music is is. Quite well done, and and the costume like visually it looks good. I mean, watch it the 4K set, and it's just a regular Blu-ray, but picture-wise, 
it is a nice looking movie. If you want to show off a period piece with a lot of colors, although there were some scenes that it was kind of black, like the water's dark, you're like, I can kind of see it there, but it's really dark. <laughs> that is, but it's very, it's very much um, a romantic adventure. Shall we say that? Uh, there isn't, you know, a lot of like heavy violence. There is that one. There is parts where it's like, MSVRT is on the on the sea, and I'm I'm a sucker, you know, for anything kind of nautical. So I I, I like those parts of it. Uh, when it comes to that, so that's cool, and and it is, you know, what it is. It's very much a um, you know, uh, uh, a a race to save something magical. And, and it's very, it's very much a, a father daughter kind of relationship movie. I like Pierce. He's looking tremendous. That man ages fantastic. He has his wig on in the movie and it's like, damn boy, you was aging. Well, <laughs> so there's that. And, and it, it's interesting to see, you know, um, William Hurt in a, in a piece, he plays the, um, the, I guess head religious guru of of the kingdom and and is a a confidant if you will to King Louis the fifteenth. Now you're saying to yourself, this actress Kayla Scaldelier, like I've seen her before and stuff. You know, like, she seems vaguely familiar. And yeah, she is a British actress. And the things that you have seen her on, she was recently in the Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City, uh, which I'm not going to copy it, but that movie looks cool. And she has been in the past. She was in the movie uh, Crawl, which I have actually reviewed on this very show. Uh, so that's cool. I'm I know I've seen her before and stuff. So she was in that. And, with it, you know, maybe this like her nautical stuff. She was also in Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales as well. So she is no stranger to a corset, apparently. It is what it is. This movie, uh, it, 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 the main target audience for this is young females because <laughs> that's your main hero in it. It's nice to see Pierce doing something. You now that's a little on the fantasy side. I, you know, he's stretching his wings a little. And, and I think her and, and him have th that father-daughter thing works well. It makes me think that Pierce has some own younger daughters and that's why he's good at kind of being an older dad. Four extras in this, not a lot. There is a one, kind of one deleted scene, and there is cast reflections on the king's daughter, which is basically head and shoulders, upper torso, just reflecting on the movie. That's it. That's all behind the scenes you get. No, like, this is how we did the mermaid effects. And that kind of thing. Now, the mermaids in this are... I feel like Hans Christian Andersen kind of mermaids, but without the scariness. But they're not Disney-fied. In a way. So there you go. And the music is, is, is quite well done in this. And it, thankfully, it's not one of these ones where it's like, oh, let's, let's put modern... Well, no. <laughs> there is some modern music in a period piece, which always throws me off a little bit like, why am I hearing a modern song in a period piece? That doesn't always work for me, but that's what they want to throw. And, and, and so that is that when it comes to story. If you 
you know, if, if you want to <laughs> see uh, a kind of historical fantasy drama, this is the way to go. And what's interesting, <laughs> the way it ends, and I'm not going to weigh a spoiler, but boy, they set this up for a sequel. Dollars to Donuts, this movie does half decent. There will be a King's Daughter 2. Something, something, something down the line. You watch it. They either set this up for uh, for a sequel or some show on Disney, uh, some show on a streaming service. I don't know, but it, it yeah, it's kind of interesting how they did that. For quotes, because I love quotes. A Fantastic Fantasy Adventure by Edward Douglas of The Weekend Warrior. Yeah, I mean, it is adventurous. I'm a sucker for anything nautical, so that always appeals to me. I like tall ships. But, you know, don't expect... It's not... It's really cool. was like pirates kind of action. But uh, it's... But if, if you're feeling for something, you know, of that genre... And you can put a little bit of sappiness, then then this movie is something for you to check out. I just wish there'd been more extras, like at least commentary would have been nice, especially to hear from the director and the um, some of the main stars and uh, to see you know how they enjoyed working on the movie. So that is my take of the King's Daughter on Blu-ray, courtesy of the great folks at Universal Home Entertainment. <laughs>
My TV show on Blu-ray review for this episode is Yellowstone, season four, courtesy of Paramount Home Entertainment. <laughs> now, this is the, of course, the fourth and latest season of Yellowstone. And yes, for all you people out there, it has been renewed for the fifth season. But more on that <laughs> in a bit. Let's, let's start with what we uh, actually got to talk about. So the fourth season of Yellowstone picks up, you know, right after the events of season three. Some shows have done that in the past, and this is one of them where it's like, pff, season three and then a huge cliffhanger, then bam season four picks up, like, right, no delays, no months later, pff, we get right into the action in season four. And season four is crazy. It sees, and throughout the seasons of, of Yellowstone, there's always been, like, like, a main baddie, right? Like, there's always been... Uh, some you know, group that it's, uh, the Duttons are trying to fight off to keep their land. And this season of 10 episodes, it's, it is that and it isn't that where you have. So the first, you know, chunk of the, of the first part of the fourth season is kind of dealing with the aftermath of the third, because at the end of the third, it was like, I don't know who's coming on the show to stay. And I didn't cheat or nothing. To find out, you know, maybe their contract didn't get renewed. So that gets resolved fairly quickly. And, you know, season four is still a very violent show. There's a character from season three. <laughs> Man, by, by the start of the season, it's like, okay, that character's gone from the show. And it happens in a very Yellowstone kind of way. It's like... Okay, people don't mess around. <laughs> that happens. We get further developments in the relationships of Beth and Rip, and that's cool to see because at the end of season three, you kind of could tell that Beth was warming up to Rip, and because she's very, a very closed lady, and for good reason. Um, as as the show goes on, and 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 they really start to form a connection. That's nice to see because Beth, ah, she needs somebody, and only. <laughs> Quite the character, and uh, when it when it comes to that, so their relationship grows interesting. And then you also have Casey and Monica after the events of the previous season. Poor little Tate, man, that kid. Woof. He's put through a ringer in the show, and and they come to a point where Casey has to make the decision. You know, stay on the ranch where all this crap has happened down, or do they need to leave it and get away from it to really lead a normal life? And, you know, that's, so they get a lot of character development in that. And the kind of fallout from, from what happens at the end of season three, there's a new character that gets introduced in the show, a young kid. Uh, and, and that, that leads to maybe like possibly a surrogate child. For 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 Beth and Rip, because we find out some things in the course of the season and why Beth can't have kids. And oh, you find you find out why. What happened between her and another family member and why she hates this family member so much. And when you find out what happened between them and and why she can't have kids anymore. Or can't have kids, period. No wonder she has really harsh feelings. And, and so we have that. Jamie, uh, he kind of, in, in this season, he finds there's a bit of separation between him and the Duttons. 
uh, through a good chunk of this season because a good, you know, start of it is like, okay, who called the hit on the family? Because, you know, they got to find some answers to that. And and then and, and Tate's character, he gets, you know, his, his trauma of what he went through, that gets dealt with as well. So there's a lot of family dynamics working on in, in this. And the new threat to it is, you know, is... It's it's similar, but it's it's more an insidious threat. You also meet this kind of older actress who's kind of like Beth, but if you aged her a little. And they 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 spar really well too. Also in this season, you get a lot of flashbacks to the early days of Yellowstone, uh, where the stars of the Yellowstone prequel, eighteen eighty three, Tim McGraw and Faith Hill, have a little bit of um, you know they 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 do some scenes within this season. So you get a lot of like backwards looking into, and I did check out a bit of 1883 and it looks interesting. Hopefully there'll be a physical copy of that soon and they'll send it to me and I can talk about that show, but it's, it's, you can tell it's made by the same people. It's another good 10 seasons, uh, 10 episodes of the show. It's not a program for, for it's another with weird programs where it's kids in it, but it's not really for kids. It gets violent. There are scenes that are just like, yeah. And there's one scene at the end. There's one scene near the end of this season. Oh, Lordy. <laughs> it's a character that has to make a choice. And, and, and I watched it and I was like going, dude, 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 dude. And, and oh, man, it, it sets up a lot for five, man. <laughs> In some ways you understand why it happened, but, but was, was he, was that character really just, was that right to force the character to make that choice? Was that, can you, based on, say that that was a fair choice? Because uh, it's just, uh, lot, lots of guest stars in this. Will Patton, who I love him as a reader, man. He is a good reader of Stephen King stuff. The novels. He comes in as the 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 biological father of Jamie because we find out this season that yeah Jamie is he may have been raised by the Duttons but he's not truly a Dutton and that plays into a lot of this season and and there's a conflict between him and and him and John and it it, it, it there's oof, there's some stuff five is going to be nasty <laughs> in a lot of ways. Shite's gonna hit the fan, uh, big time. Music, as always, is is great in the show. Uh, it looks so good on Blu-ray and playing this on my Xbox Series X. The TV looks so good now, and it's one of these shows that has country music in it. And I, you know, Ramblers, you talk to me, man. I'm not a big country person. I don't. I'm not a big. I you know, I'm not a big country music fan. But the the music they select in this show. Is good. I know some of it's country, and you're thinking to yourself, "Well, did you like country music?" It does not mean I like country music. It's just the song selections they choose 
for the episodes work well. Doesn't make me want to go out and buy a Tim McGraw album. Sorry. <laughs> it works for me. So whatever they choose works. As with the previous three seasons. And and I don't know if it's just because it's Paramount Plus that the show originally airs on. Or just maybe they're stepping up their game in extras. But as the first previous three seasons. And this is definitely a show you do not want to get on the wrong side of the Duttons. Woo, Ben, this is not a good idea. Um, uh, as the previous seasons, you get a lot of extras. You get over four hours of special features. I wish, dang, dang it, more TV shows did, did this. Did this. So on the extras, you get opening Pandora's box, the making of Yellowstone 4. Oh, and there's a lot of Pandora's boxes that gets made. There's decisions that Beth makes that will... Ooh, they're going to be repercussions come season five. And then you get Bloodline, Yellowstone Origins. This is where you have a featurette about Tim McGraw and Faith Hill doing their little bit on the show and, and how it ties into 1883 show. Then you get uh, season four, Back to the Bunkhouse, where it, it talks about, you know, just the stuff going around in the bunkhouse. You also get working with working the Yellowstone, making it all happen uh, inside season four. So nice long featurette, just talking about season four as an overall arc, which is cool. And then you get um, behind the story. So you, for each episode, you get a little featurette per each episode. I love that. And you get that for this season. And of course, you get more stories from the bunkhouse featuring uh, three of the um, work hands at the ranch, if you will, uh, when it comes to that with Jimmy and two of the other guys. And so you get that. Although this time around, and as they discuss each episode, this 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 season, previous seasons, they would bring like other stars from the show and talk to them. This time it was just three guys. And what makes this interesting is that throughout and and in season four, Jimmy, character Jimmy, he really and talk about a long character arc. He really comes into his own uh, this season, and the fate of Jimmy. By the end of season four, when it comes to Yellowstone, you're going like, wait a minute. Did they just write him off the show? And it's been assured. I, I looked on because I watched this and went, wait a minute. Did they just write Jimmy off the show? And it, I, I looked into this. For all intents and purposes, they have said that Jimmy is, the actor is still coming back to Yellowstone season five. I don't know how they're going to do it. What's going to go on? But Man, they kind of wrote him off at the end of the season. So throw you Jimmy, people. He's coming back. I don't know how they're going to do it. He, he doesn't know. There you go. So you have that. You also, Lloyd and 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 um, and Walker, the guitar guy, boy, boy, do they come to a head when it comes to not getting along. It's just like... And it, and it, and what happens brings to mind a lyric of a John Hyatt song. I'm not going to say which one it is, but it's one of my favorites. Uh, so that happens. So there's, there's a lot of conflict and a lot of things get worked out this season. 
and 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 uh, John gets a love interest, kinda. But boy, Beth is. You do not want her as an overprotective daughter. Daughter, if you're a widower, because <laughs> she don't like somebody. Ooh, you like that person? I don't know. <laughs> so, and there's an interaction with Beth and John that in which I didn't think I would ever see. Beth really crosses the line this season with John, and there is going to have to be some major repair work done in season five to get them back together. And probably you would say, well, she's justified, but no. There's a line that you cross, and even John Dutton won't cross it. And poof, boy, does Beth ever do it. And that's just how messed up she is. There you go. So I'm really looking forward to the fifth season. Now I looked into this and I said, man, I I'm ready for the fifth. Well, Ramblers, I hate to tell you, the fifth season, uh, the good news part, it's got good news, bad news. Good news is instead of 10 episodes, they're bumping it to 14. It's going to get 14 episodes in the season five. But, 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 and there's always a caveat to this. And this happened with Game of Thrones. You're going to get more episodes, but they're going to split them up. So you're going to, so they, they're slowly going to be start filming in May. The first half of the fifth season, the first seven episodes will air sometime late this fall, like late summer, early fall. But you won't get the second half of that fifth season till quite a few months later. So there's going to be a bit of a gap. More than likely, they'll they'll probably go right up until Christmas time, and then you know they'll take a break, and then probably won't be back until I'll say February or March next year. So there's <laughs> going to be a bit of a gap, Ramblers. And I guarantee you, I know TV. They're going to put some killer cliffhanger at the end of episode seven to make people wait until episode eight comes around so many months later. You watch. You watch. I I don't even know the plot of C uh, episode seven, but no TV like I know TV. Mark my words. Right now, they're gonna have a big old cliffhanger at the end of that episode, and you just gotta have to wait, 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 and see what the resolution for that is. So I'm uh, just waiting. So that, that is coming up. Overall, does it help to watch the previous seasons to watch this season? Absolutely. You can. It's not a show you can just kind of jump into and, and get a handle on because all of the, oh, the machinations, all the family dynamics, really, you got to watch it from the get-go. Really, you can't just jump in later and see where it goes. <laughs> you, know, you lose out a lot of the storyline. But but it is it is uh, another fun crazy season. I'm really curious to see where they go with a lot of characters, especially Jimmy and and Jimmy gets a bit of a ladies man. I'm curious to see where that goes from there. If you want to have a cat fight, woo, there's a good one near the end of the season. So that is my take of Yellowstone season four. On Blu-ray, courtesy of the great folks at Paramount Home Entertainment.
that's going to wrap things up for this episode of the show. Hope you all enjoyed it. As always, you can touch me the number of ways. You can always check me out on Twitter. <laughs> At Ramblin' Russ, at R-A-M-B-L-I-N-G-R-U-S-S. Tweet me, I'll tweet you back. I appreciate all the retweets and likes on Twitter. Thank you for that. Any kind of news updates, any kind of cover art from the things that I talk about, I will throw on Twitter. And again, look for links to Dr. Rebecca's uh, podcast and my sister and her husband's new podcast. Carpe Diem on, in my Twitter feed too. I'll post those up there for you guys to check them out. Of course, you can check out new episodes right here on TalkShoe. I'm caller ID 18411. That's a caller ID. You can all check out all new episodes here, as well on Google Play and Spotify, and if you want, and many other directories across the World Wide Web. If you want to take another blast to the past, past, and check out some of my early shows from the early years, from 2006 right up until 2013, then I moved officially here to TalkShoe. You can go to my original home on the internet on Libsyn. That's HTTP, full colon, backslash, backslash, Rambling Russ, R-A-M-B-L-I-N-G-R-U-S-S, dot Libsyn, that's dot L-I-B-S, as in Sierra, Y as in Yankee, N as in November, dot com. That's original home on the internet where I have all the podcast goodness. You can find it there. And, uh, of course, many other directories across the World Wide Web for the old show. And if you go into iTunes under podcasts, type Ramble Russell, and you'll find these old episodes there. Lots of great interviews, reviews, some convention coverage back in the day when you used to go to Fan Expo. Lots of great stuff waiting for you there. Coming up on future episodes of the show, lots to talk about. I will be getting a copy. I I will be checking out soon the uh, brand new release from the great folks at Disney and Pixar called Turning Red, which uh, looks it's about a, a, a young girl who turns into a red panda when she panics. <laughs> now, and now, this movie, all on surface, surface of it, looks to be another Inside Out for me, in that maybe I'm not the target audience for this because she's like going through puberty and then she freaks out and turns into a giant red panda. But what I might find interesting is this movie, this animated feature, is going to be set in Toronto, in Chinatown. So it'll be some Canadian stuff thrown in there. So that's cool. I don't think a Pixar movie before has ever been set in Canada. So that, I'll be checking that out. I'll have a code for that uh, very soon in an upcoming show. As well, on the docket, uh, you'll have my blue review of Jackass Forever as Johnny Knoxville and gang, once again, <laughs> 10 years later, go out and just put their bodies on the line in so many crazy stunts and a lot of male nudity, which, you know, it is what it is. Uh, that's courtesy of Paramount Home Entertainment. The nice folks at Warner Brothers Home Entertainment sent me the uh, complete seasons one to five on Blu-ray. So I'll give you my review on this particular release. I've talked about the previous seasons of Rick and Morty before, so I'll, I'll let you know what I think of this latest compilation of this show. And that's all in future episodes of the program as well. Uh, I, I am still working my way through um, Lego the Skywalker saga for my Xbox series X. And that was sent to me courtesy of the great folks at, uh, WB games. And they sent me a free copy to check out for you guys. Thank you for that. It's, it's a really fun game. I've gone through at the time of this recording, the main ca story campaign. So right now I'm just kind of doing a little bit of exploring and checking some things out, especially all the, especially all the worlds that you open up once you complete the story, all nine movie campaigns, a lot of worlds. There are worlds in this game 
that I have never checked out before in a Lego Star Wars game. So I want to do a little more into that and do a little more free play. And then I'll give you my review of that particular title. Because that movie, I literally have been waiting years to play. So, uh, so in regards to that, what I'm going to do is... In our coming episode, I'm going to make it an all-gaming episode. So it's going to feature my review of Lego Star Wars, Star Wars Star, Skywalker Saga. As well, I'll give you my more impressions of the Xbox Series X, uh, because I'm really enjoying that system. That, of course, was sent to me courtesy of Microsoft Canada. I thank them for that. It, it's really fun playing next-gen gaming, and I'll give you more of my impressions of that system, especially when it regards to the Skywalker Saga. I am trying to finish... I am trying to finish um, Halo Infinite, <laughs> and I'll give you my impressions on that uh, through good old uh, Game Pass. And uh, I did, through the library, I did borrow a copy recently of WWE 2K22, the latest WWE video game that came out of Xbox Series X. And I'll give you my impressions of that title considering that WWE 2K20 was a big glitchy mess. So <laughs> I'll give you my take on the latest wrestling simulation and what I think of that. So uh, maybe like a gaming special coming up in the not-too-distant future. Because I've, I've been kind of slacking on the gaming reviews. I want to bring that back more into the show. Coming up also in May, uh, lots of great titles uh, on the way, including The Batman, courtesy of Warner Bros. Home Entertainment. I had put my request for that, that movie in. That was one of the movies I wanted to see in the theater, but when I get it on video, you know Ramblers, I'm going to talk about it on this show. And and I earlier in the show, I talked about the um, various CW shows, which made me go on, bye-bye! Uh, but two of the sh shows uh, that uh, have been picked up for a new season that are currently airing HBO Max, that would be uh, Doom Patrol and Titans. Uh, sometime in May, I should be getting a copy of Doom Patrol Season 3 and Titans Season 3, and I'll be reviewing those on this very program. So some more CWA catch-up uh, on the way. So that's all coming up in the, the month of May. Should be a good month for reviews and content for the show. So I hope you keep listening for that. As always, a reminder, I still have up on Amazon, my Amazon wish list. If you want to take part in the show, if you want to be control the narrative and, and pick what, what I review on this program, I have assembled a list on Amazon, the wish list. You can pick anything out on that wish list and I will review it. And if you want, you can remain anonymous all you want. Or if you want to be credited, I will credit you and say this, you know, review is courtesy of this person who picked it out. There's a lot of items on that list. There are things I've thought of talking about in reviewing the show, but I want to gauge the interest. I want to see if there's enough people out there to say, hey, Russ, yeah, we, you know, is, is there an interest for me to check that out? So I'm giving you control of the narrative. I'm, I'm picking you to choose. And I try to keep it updated and our move things, you know, longer available. And what you want to pick, that's your choice. You can spend as much as you want to contribute to the show. I don't have Discord. I don't have Patreon. I don't, you know, shill for money on YouTube like some YouTubers do, you know. But but this is a way, you know, you can contribute to the program by just choosing content. That's that's all I ask. Other than that, this is a show completely for free. Because 
That's what I've been doing for the last 15 plus years. And if you want to contribute to the show, the link for that Amazon wish list is going to be in the show notes as well. I have posted it on Twitter a while back. So if you just want to go there and help out, I'm very curious to see what y'all pick out for me. That is it for me on this show. Thank you all for listening and we'll catch y'all next time right here on Ramble Russell. Bye everybody. Thanks for listening.